Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It has been a heck of a start to football season. If you want to bet money lines, overs, unders, parlays, props, and more, then you should head over to betonline.ag. Use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B L E A V 50 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It easy podcast live on the believe podcast network except it isn't live because it is as always a podcast welcome back everybody i hope you are having a fantabulous friday september 30th at least that's what it is according to my count it may not be that according to your count Welcome in, everybody. We have Cordell Stewart joining us once again on the show this week. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I am part of Cordell's show, On the Edge with Slash. It's part of Believe's Podcast Network. We're going to talk a lot about the Baltimore Ravens, and we are going to talk about Lamar Jackson. It was a really interesting conversation we had that was recorded on Thursday morning, which means that we didn't have the information at the time about... Tua Tagovailoa's catastrophic injury on Thursday night against the Cincinnati Bengals. And for the big breakdown of that, we're going to talk to Blake Jude over the weekend. And then uh, next week, I believe Monday or Tuesday, we're going to have that air on the show. Blake Jude was in Cincinnati live on the field. I've been texting back and forth with him about him being on the field to watch the Tua Tagovailoa injury and and being in the stadium. I think like four or five of his friends were also there, and and it's a scary situation, and we'll talk more about that with Blake Jude. Uh, Obviously, we just have preliminary information. At the time of recording, Tua Tagovailoa was taken to a hospital. He has movement in his extremities. He's expected to be released from the hospital sometime over the next couple days. That's the information I'm working with right now. Obviously, it's difficult to talk about this situation and uh, even further so to go down the rabbit hole of speculation about the fact that the Players Association is investigating the fact that he had what looked like watching the game on Sunday, a clear concussion, and then didn't go into the protocol, played on Thursday, and suffered the catastrophic injury. So we're not going to even go into the speculation part of that. Uh, It's hard enough to talk about it with the limited details that we have available um, for those who didn't watch Thursday Night Football like myself and were kind of following it uh, in the aftermath, that's not really a whole lot of uh, pressing information that will be useful. And so it's just hard to talk about it here on the show. Uh, again, that's going to be something for Monday and Tuesday uh, once we talk to Blake Jude about it, who, I, as I mentioned, was in Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium. They have a sponsor. I don't know what it is, though, but at Cincinnati Stadium for Tua's injury and uh 
instead of having a nuanced, conversed opinion that we could talk about here on the show, I'm just going to do the uh, thoughts and prayers situation while uh, I try and collect more information over the weekend and talk to Blake Jude and and more comes out about the nature of Tua Tagovailoa's injury. Obviously, that's uh, the story around the sports world going into Friday. So I'm sorry that's a cop-out. Uh, I don't have the necessary information to break down this story. Uh, This is a very scary situation. And and like I said, there will be probably speculation. Sports media will probably get this wrong on Friday. And so I would urge everyone else to to use the same level of caution that we discuss here on the show. Because not all the information is available about Tua's injury. uh, And the speculation will then turn to whether Tua should have been allowed or not allowed to play. And this continues a conversation that we had on Monday and Tuesday, both with uh, our NFL Monday show and with Morgan from Australia. The idea of play through pain culture and, and where doctors can step in in order to protect athletes in these situations. So uh, without specifically talking about the Tua Tagovailoa situation, I'd encourage you all to check out Monday and Tuesday's podcast we did as well, where we talked about play through pain culture, citing the Tua Tagovailoa situation where he clearly looked concussed over the weekend. Uh, They called it a back injury. The NFL Players Association investigated such claims And that investigation is going to take more time about why the fact that he wasn't held out and put in concussion protocol uh, when he clearly looked concussed on the field on Sunday. Uh, And of course, now you have a worst case scenario type of situation where uh, for the second time in four years, Tua Tagovailoa suffers a catastrophic injury that leads to a hospitalization and puts his future health uh, in jeopardy. Again, I encourage you, if you want to hear about playthrough pain culture and the conversations around that, which has been the topic of conversation all week, um, check out Monday and Tuesday's podcast that we did as well, and look out next week for a conversation with Blake Jude about the injury. So with that being said, we're going to transition into talking about Lamar Jackson and talking with Cordell Stewart, our friend and former Pro Bowl quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do want to move to a topic that I know you really want to talk about, which is one Lamar Jackson over there in Baltimore, another team that's going to be right there at the top of the AFC this year. He's currently number one in passing yards, number four in rushing yards in the league, AFC Offensive Player of the Month in September, and uh, Mm -hmm. he's doing it on a contract year altogether into an incredible three-week start to the season. Yeah, he's doing it in a contract season, and 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 while experts may not have had him in the top ten, that's blasphemous if you ask me. <laughs> that's beyond me. That's ludicrous for real. And I'm yeah, not talking about. No. I'm, I'm with talking you. about in the mind. Who in the hell thought for one second that this player, regardless of how you add it up, can put any one of those? He could take out any one of those players in the top ten, and if you put him in that position. That's starting from the one to the 10th player. From the first to the 10th player, you could put Lamar Jackson in that spot, and I don't think no one would argue with that. But for some reason, they chose not to have him in the top 10. And here it is. He's playing top one. (laughs) How do you like that part? Playing top one in quarterback play. I mean, he has 12 touchdowns by himself, whether it's rushing and passing combined. That's the most of any team in what they have in the entire season so far. He does that. He's doing it by himself. 
you take him out of the game. This Baltimore Ravens team is suspect at, at best. You know, and I'm not saying average. I said suspect, meaning not good enough to get nothing done. And yeah, so we here saw it, it is. last year. Yeah, we saw it last year. And here it is. He's out here balling out of his mind. And what more can you say or do to justify what this guy is deserving when it comes to a contract? Okay, so Steve Bashotti and company and, you know, they sat back and they waited for Joe Burrow, Joe, so Joe Flacco, excuse me, Joe Flacco to bet on himself. What does he end up doing? He ends up going to the Super Bowl, end up beating the 49ers. All of a sudden, now here it is. I'm not saying that this kid's going to go out and win a Super Bowl, but the lights out ball that he's playing right now, he's playing some of the best football in the National Football League at that position, and he's winning doing it. There was only one hiccup, and rightfully so. That was by a better team in the AFC and the Miami Dolphins, of course, coming from behind, being down 35 to 7, and end up winning that game 42 to 35, but he still balled in that game. He still mm-hmm. gave him four touchdowns across the board. Like, he he was balling out of control. He can't play defense for him. It's not his fault that the defense is the worst defense in the National Football League on so many levels when it comes <laughs> to how they play the game. It's not his fault. So I just look at this to say when it's all said and done in the end, this defense won for this Ravens team. If they can give him just a little bit, the game don't have to be as hard and as tough. It don't have to be as tough. But this defense is really inept when it comes down to the history of what we know about the Baltimore Ravens defenses, whether it's the secondary getting cooked and beat pretty bad to up front, they can't make the stops that they need to make. But Lamar Jackson, he is the key. He is the ignition. He is the engine. He is the stern wheel. He may not be the tires, but God dang it. He is the spare in the back. If need be uh, <laughs> to be able to go out and play. And Lamar Jackson, they're going to pay for this literally, you know, Yesterday's price, as they've been saying lately, is not today's price when it comes to a Lamar Jackson. When I think it was like 133, I think I saw somewhere yeah. that was potentially on the table for him to, for it to be guaranteed. To yeah, him. Lamar confirmed it that they offered 290, but only 133 was guaranteed, and he turned it down. 133 was guaranteed money. Now all of a sudden, my question in the air, and you can answer it, or even those who are listening can answer this. What is that guaranteed money is going to be like if he continues to win the way he's been winning? Even though they lost the one game, as I said, even mm-hmm. though they may show struggles on some side, other side of the football or even special teams, his numbers hadn't wavered. His numbers are steadily getting better every year. He's going on the road to beat a good, a solid New England Patriots, Bill Belichick football team. Okay? And it's not the team of old, but still, that team has enough to be able to compete against Lamar. And I think Lamar going into the game was like 0-4, I think, against the New England Patriots going into that game. So you have to really add it up to ask yourself this question. If you don't pay Lamar Jackson, somebody else will. Do you think someone else will? I say they don't let him get out of town. I think they make sure he's taken yeah, care yeah. of before it's too late. I don't even think they let it go to the end of the season because if they keep going, it's like the inflation right now. It's through the roof. You know, the market's down, but the inflation is through the roof. At some point, time is going to have to come down, but you don't have time to wait to see when it comes down. Like, you're not betting on a guy to lose. You want him to win. And so I think with inflation going up the way it is in the stock market, his inflation, I mean, this is not inflation. This is this is the reality of who this guy is. He's the MVP of the league at one point in time. Like, good, oh my goodness. Like, what are we waiting on? I just mm-hmm. think right now, and, 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 and I get, this thing of make him earn it, keep working, keep him focused, dialed in. I like all that kind of stuff. But we also saw Dak Prescott uh, in his 
one year that he had an opportunity to get something done a couple of years ago and what happened to him. And then, of course, I think the guild of Jerry Jones ended up calling him to pay Dak Prescott the next year and ended up making him a pretty uh, – his pockets uh, feel and look pretty handsome when it comes to his security of being a starting quarterback for this team for some time, even though Cooper yeah. Rush is balling. But we'll talk about that later. But this, this, this Lamar Jackson situation is something that I think this team needs to really address and get done. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it's done during the middle of the season, um, to be honest, because as far apart as they were starting the season, they even further apart now. Because if they thought what they wanted to give him uh, wasn't enough for Lamar, wait till it comes down to him wanting to deal if they wait until the end of the season. It's going to be even more because the guys are playing around him really hard. The receivers are making plays. He's making big runs. Glad he didn't first style against I think the Dolphins I was last week and, and beat my 80-yard run that I had going back. It's about me for a second here. Um, back in <laughs> 1996 against the Carolina Panthers. But um, he's balling out. He's doing what Lamar does. And it's quiet over there. They're talking about Tua now. They're talking about the Buffalo Bills. They're even talking about Philly over there on the other side in the conferences with the Philadelphia Eagles and how phenomenal Jalen Hurts is playing. Um, and saying MVP, taught, you know, taunting the MVP, had a great win with Aaron Rodgers against the Bucks. You know, people are talking about that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, it becomes a conversation piece quietly, like, is no one watching and paying attention what Lamar Jackson is doing? You know, is, is anyone watching? Hello? You know, <laughs> hello, is anyone watching him? Because I'm going to tell you, if you don't hurry up, and pay him, you're going to have to dig deeper. You know, some people have alligator arms, right, when it comes to digging in their pockets every once in a while. They don't <laughs> want everybody to know how much they got. But you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be down at the bottom of the barrel, if you will, trying to pay this guy because he's going to, he's going to ask for a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. And this is who he's been for a while. I know you mentioned the top 10 thing, which for people who don't know, they pulled NFL executives at the start of the season and had them list their top 10 quarterbacks. And surprisingly, the two players who were coming up on contracts, which were Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, were were somehow not included in that list. And unbelievable. No, it's 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 idiotic because Lamar's been this dude even since the MVP season. The only difference is that Baltimore's team has had a catastrophic number of injuries that 2020 season they had 25% of their roster go on or 25% of their salary cap go on IR and they still were this close to beating Buffalo in the second round of the playoff last year if those John Harbaugh two-point conversions hit instead of don't hit they're the number one seed in the AFC when Lamar Jackson gets hurt and they probably miss the playoffs anyways but they still have that cushion and that sample size, he's been this guy for a while now. And I, there's no doubt in my mind, and there hasn't been a doubt for a while about the fact that he's one of these great quarterbacks in the league. If you're Baltimore, there was some doubt because otherwise, why would you not extend him? Because like you said, the, everyone extends after the third year or the fourth year with two years left on the contract with quarterbacks because the, the price of quarterbacks is always going up. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. I mean, when you look at players on the defensive side of the football and talking about price going up, that means everybody's sitting around watching. You know, he made a statement saying he's having an opportunity uh, to get a, a, an opportunity uh, to watch greatness when it comes down to, and that's Calais Campbell, when it comes mm-hmm. down to watching his quarterback play. And all I know is is everybody sees what's being cooked in the kitchen right now. You know, this is this is this is this thing is hot right now. This is not 
this thing has just been marinating in a crock pot for some time now. You know, it's that roast, you know, that my family or those red beans that we like to put in the crock pot and let that thing marinate just for a little while, right? Because, you know, beans be pretty hard every once in a while. That's the people. So you got to let that thing marinate and soften them up. So by the time you soften them up and get ready to put in the pot and cook it, you know, with some of those, you know, whether it's oxtails or, or, or some sausage, you know, some, you know, all that good stuff. And then you come back with some some blueberry muffins and, and you know, you have some nice little, you know, strawberry Kool-Aid on the side or strawberry Fanta, if you will, or even grape for that matter. Right? You know what I mean? And you, and you sit here, you, you're eating this stuff with your red peppers and your, your green peppers and all this stuff with some good rice. And you just sit down and have a good old time. Eat. That's what we see Lamar Jackson right now, you know putting out there on the table right now for an entree to have a great meal is is this is what we're eating baby and this is what he's putting down he's putting down a gourmet meal to let everybody know this is what we're eating and you have to deal with it in the end because trust me i've been marinating this thing for a second and and, and for you to ignore it and not pay attention to it you know it, it's going to cost them and uh, i think i think the ravens know this i think they're prepared to spend that money uh it, it's it's not too many other places on the team but there's a need to spend that kind of money. Uh, so they're prepared to do it. I just think they're taking their time and getting it done. And I know they want to see Lamar play very well. Uh, it's just from the outside looking in. And, 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 and let's just say this without the outside, saying the outside looking in, outside looking in is it's not about, and I heard this somewhere before, but I, it's not about the regular season wins, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, especially Aaron Rodgers going one and four in the NFC Championship game, to even Lamar Jackson. It's not about those guys and Derek Carr even. It's not about winning the regular season games. We know they're going to win regular season games. The question is, what happens when it comes down to the playoffs and winning those games? Because we know Tom Brady's going to win. We know Lamar Jackson's going to win. We know Derek Carr when you get off the Snyder being 0-3, they're going to win. <laughs> all right? All right? They're just, they're just a travesty right now. And Lamar Jackson, if I hadn't mentioned Aaron Rodgers, we know these guys are going to win games. That's not the shocker. We can say that about a Tua, okay, mm-hmm. in all fairness. We can say that. And, and Josh Allen, we, we don't have to say about winning regular season games. We now are looking for our star players to win in those bigger games that then validate, validate them for greatness. And I think that's what maybe they're looking for in a Lamar Jackson is not is he worth it? Of course he is. We all know he is. You know, when going to the table of negotiations, you you know, if you're the one that's having to give, you're always going to lowball. You're not going to, you know, for the most part, for the most part, let's say for the most part. Yeah. But most of those guys that actually get their money pretty fast are guys that have put in the work over time, even though Lamar has, he's gotten them MVP. We don't want him to, to settle and sit, you know, on, on, on the goodness that he does have. We want it to continue to build. And maybe they're just using this tactic to get the best out of him and the most out of him because they know what it means to him. And on top of it, he is negotiating his own contract, too. So yeah, for sure. Um, and the good part about it is, as a businessman that he is, and he's proven that he is, is he made the statement that, you know, there's no more contract talks after this. Once we don't sign this deal come week one, game one, there's no more contract talks until after the season. And the question becomes, though, what if they offer him what it is that he likes during the middle of the season? Does the contract talks come back on? I mean, that's, that's pretty tricky, right? But I appreciate 
his resolve and understand that, hey, if it's not done at this moment in time, let's move on. Let's go play some ball and let the chips fall where they may. You know, and I'll bet on myself. You guys aren't my enemy. We're teammates. It's just business. It's nothing personal. And it seems as if if I'm a bet man, he's not taking it personal. But the competitive spirit and nature of that athlete internally is competing and taking it personal because most guys that come from small beginnings, if you will, and tough times and single parent households and, you know, you know, having tough times in what you do, um, you use that kind of falls right into his wheelhouse, right? Yeah. Of, of using that to help him go out and perform at a high level. And and Lamar has been told for like the only reason he was at Louisville in the first place is because people told him, hey, you're not a quarterback. And then Louisville told him you can play quarterback. And then they told him you're not a quarterback. Then he goes to Baltimore and becomes Lamar Jackson. And I think, like you said, from the outside perspective, the reason it's strange is just because this is the tactic we think of with like Kirk Cousins in Washington or Dak Prescott in Dallas. When and we it never him. happened. Mm-hmm. And it never happened with the Kirk Cousins. How many years did he get? Uh, the franchise tag in Washington. You got and it. And then all of a sudden years. he gets a, yes, it put what, 23 to 24? I think it kind of jumped in that from 20, low 20s to like mid to high 20s. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden he gets the $83 million deal that was guaranteed. And then they restructured that and gave him even a bigger deal. And so it's <laughs> never become an issue for him. But for this guy who's MVP caliber uh, when it comes to st- style and, 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 and abilities, um, it's, they're it's having a question strange. and it's just it's it's it is yeah. strange and you know you don't want to make it something that's outside of the, the parameters of playing and, and greatness because he is asking for a big dollar but god dang it curse cousin god damn it he did get almost 200 million dollars oh in yeah. the last four five years easy and no one's talking about that piece god damn what the hell did i do wrong talk to me kyle help me <laughs> out here bro. Yeah, come well, talk to me every once in a while bro I mean, people realize that like, even though, I mean, I guess this is a Minnesota thing specifically, but like they said, we have a better chance of just taking it with Kirk Cousins than trying to go find another Kirk Cousins. And Baltimore, by by putting Lamar Jackson out there without a contract, which I assume implicates the possibility that they feel like Lamar Jackson could possibly not be on the team because this is his fourth year. He's had now 18 months to negotiate an extension and... I mean, th- there's something in there that's not getting it done, but Baltimore is not going to be able to find another Lamar Jackson. That's just not it, possible. It, it's, I don't, I don't give a damn what they say, how they respond, what they think they're doing behind the scenes. There is no more Lamar Jacksons in the game. All right, this brother has really refined his game this season. He's became more. He's become more accurate. He's running just as good as he has. And and I don't want to sound like I'm that guy. Uh, that's saying I need to see him throw the ball better because he's proven that he can throw the football. This is not even about him throwing the football, but I'm just trying to create a, 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 a bill of goods of why they're waiting to cause these doubts and these types of conversations to be had to determine the reason why Lamar Jackson doesn't have his deal. I had a coach in Pittsburgh say that's backyard football, but that's the style of football that's being played in the National Football League right now today, every day. This mm-hmm. is when I was in Pittsburgh way back when. Back in the mid to late 90s, there was a coach that said, that's backyard football with Michael Vick. You know, and, and, and what happened when they came in and we played against Tommy Maddox? Tommy Maddox may have thrown for 400 plus yards in that day, a thousand touchdowns. I'm being sarcastic, but that's how yeah. good of a day he had. But that guy single handedly beat us and we end up tying that game. 
All right. But that was backyard football. But here it is. That style of football is getting paid. Russell Wilson, 200 and something million. A Josh Allen who's coming up, 200 and something million. Let's go and say Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he falls in that category yeah. as well. Kyler $50 Murray. million dollars a year. Kyler Murray, look at his deal. I mean, so, you know, that football is relevant today. And if the Baltimore Ravens have any doubt about this guy's ability, which I doubt that's the case, or even if he's capable, I doubt if that's the case, or even if he's accurate, I doubt if that's the case, or even if he's smart enough, I for sure damn doubt if that's the case. So the question becomes, when the hell are you going to do it? I think it's about that time because the pockets are getting lighter and lighter for you all and heavier and heavier for that guy by the name of Lamar Jackson. Just keep playing, brother. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I love watching it. And um, eight has been doing a good job, man. You know, he's, he's being himself. He's not shying away from who he is and how he represents himself, his family, his community, and also the Baltimore Ravens. I think they saw that. And they appreciate it because he matches the mentality of that that area over there and Owens Mills and Randallstown in that area. And, and I think the east side or the west side of, of Baltimore, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's now become that Ray Lewis on the football team, so to speak. And, and you know, you've got to lock him in and keep him around. And I think he's proven that he's capable. And I think he will continue to do that and, you know, give the man his money. Give the man <laughs> his money before the, the Brinks trucks and the bank has to shut down because he's going to ask for a lot. And no one else is going to want to give it to him because no one else may not be able to afford him. Balt- and what I mean by that is the Baltimore Ravens can't afford to lose him. Mm-hmm. Because what's next? The young kid behind him? <laughs> the, the young kid behind yeah, uh, him. You mean, what's that, Huntley? Huntley? <laughs> yes, Huntley. Don't get me wrong. In the preseason, he played really good. And every time they need him to play, he's come in and done well. I think they're juggling the ball right now and trying to figure out, you know, with with this young kid Huntley and playing the way he played probably during the preseason to the things that they ask of him in the past is pretty similar. But it's not Lamar Jackson. Okay? Yeah, nah. It's going to get done. Man, it's going to get done. Well, I'm, I'm throwing it out there because I don't want no one – I wanted to try to figure out if there's not a piece to this puzzle that's a little odd. And I think maybe – the juggling act to try to figure out for my dollar, because see, this is about dollars and cents. This is not about ability. All mm-hmm. right. Let me just make sure this is conversation is understood. This conversation is not about Lamar Jackson's, excuse me, ability. This is about money. All right. When it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, you know, it's not saying that he's not good enough. A lot of times some guys outprice the market with certain teams to where they pretty much can't afford him to where they give him all the money then they struggle elsewhere when it comes down to drafting or free agency or restructuring, right? I think they're prepared to do this, honestly. Um, but it's getting steeper and steeper for them at the end of the day when it comes down to what Lamar Jackson's worth is. And, and, and he's, he could arguably be paid, be paid as the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. And I'm talking $50 million a year with Aaron Rodgers to 50 and a half. Something mm-hmm. like that, with maybe two hundred plus million guaranteed money, and, and 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 be done, as we talked about before we came on, maybe a five to six year, you know, deal, you know, something extended. But it's really about the guaranteed money. The bigger package is backloaded when you're able to get that type of money up front, guaranteed wise. It's backloaded because now within that three to four year span, that 200 million guaranteed along with the salary that you'll be getting, 
is enough for that team to be able to go and finagle a few other deals, whether it's restructuring, whether it's trades, whether it's draft picks, however, and that kind of falls into play when it comes down to uh, how they finish in the season. But then trades can come into play to be able to piggyback and get some other stuff on the back end some other kind of way mm-hmm. if you do trades and things of that nature. But, you know, that kind of money will, I think, a, a, you know, have to afford a six, four, five to six, maybe seven year deal to where the bigger picture is going to be big, but the upfront money is going to be big. But most importantly, the big money will come on the back end to where eventually you'll be able to restructure, similar to what we've seen many quarterbacks like Joe Facco, who was there in that situation where he bet on himself, got good money up front, and also restructured after a few years and got even more money and wasn't playing any better than a 500 quarterback after that Super Bowl season. <laughs> so, so Kirk Cousins, um, so they can just do what Kirk Cousins is doing in Minnesota where he just keeps getting them big one-year extensions to restructure the deal. Yeah, yeah. But but I don't think Lamar will will settle for a franchise tag. I don't know that number, and, and excuse me for not, for not identifying it, but I know it won't be a small – it could be, what, any mid-30s? It's uh, usually it like down. an average of top five, so it changes every year. We can see what the franchise tag number is going to be. Yeah, so if you're looking at top five where you got 50 by Aaron Rodgers, you got 49 uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh. by Dangerous. You I know, got what, you. What are you so, so the franchise tag number for 2023 is projected at $45 million. So, so you know, that'd be one year. He can, he can play that game, but then all of a sudden cause them – uh, you know, I mean, it, that, I mean, that's not a bad number for one year, but no one wants to work on one-year deals. Not no, a Lamar course. Jackson. A Kirk Cousins, uh, 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 who came in at the expense of what RG3 wasn't able to do, whether it be injuries or his inability to, to play well. I mean, he figured he should have been the first quarterback taken in that same draft that, 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 that uh, RG3 was taken in, uh, but it was a battle with Daniel Snyder and, and Coach Mike Shanahan and you know, I Jake want this guy, Rudin. he wants that, Jake Rudin, Gruden, and, you know, all of this kind of stuff, fiasco of a stuff was going on to the point where they end up, I think, taking care of uh, Kirk Cousins those couple of years of getting, you know, those mid-20s and uh, franchise tag money uh, for mm-hmm. two years to then all of a sudden get that big money with Minnesota and, and, and getting rid of, uh, who, who's my, what was my quarterback's name? You have Kirk Cousins there and Case Keenum. Uh, they end up getting rid of Case Keenum, who Case Keenum, I think, end up getting them correct me if I'm wrong, to the NFC Championship game by actually uh, uh, beating the Saints yep. uh, in that game. And he played good enough to be able to uh, to get that team somewhere. And guess what? It wouldn't have cost them that much money to keep a Case Keenum around. But they chose to go with Kirk Cousins. I digress mm-hmm. on that story because yeah. I was running a I was running a big deal on this a six pack of Case Keenum. <laughs> that was my guy back in the day. I love me yeah. Case He got that money uh, from Denver. He got that money in the end. I know Denver was a much lesser team than what the Vikings had on offense and defense, yeah, but he got so that it was, money. It, was, it wasn't set up for him to succeed. I mean, no. it was set up for him to become a starter, but not to succeed. You know, some of these trades and some of these moves that are made are just a, you know, that's a purse to fill in that boy where that money is just allocated for that quarterback. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's going to be okay because it's less than what we would have to give in that year if we had a franchise player anyway. So the team wins from a business standpoint. So they bring in a Case Keenum and give him that money in Denver at that time. Here it is, Kirk Cousins. They were looking longevity-wise because they saw the upside, the value in a Kirk Cousins, which allowed him to get 
umpteen millions of dollars, roughly close to $200 million over a five, six-year span. And here it is, Lamar Jackson, who's a much better player, uh, means more to, the, to, to, to his team in a sense of what they're capable of doing, and he's having to fight to get the real deal when it comes to his dollars. Kyler Murray got his. Why can't Lamar get his when he's been the NFL uh, MVP uh, a, few, a couple years ago? So uh, it remains to be seen. And again, the pockets are getting bigger. And, and uh, as Barry White said, deeper and deeper. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what's going on with the pockets. It's getting that way. Yes. So, so the rules are still the same for franchise tags under the new collective bargaining agreement, which is like you can get franchise tag two years, and then the team can't franchise tag you anymore. So Lamar Jackson, if he were to go the full franchise tag route, would get two years, hundred million dollars, fully guaranteed, and then he would hit totally unrestricted free agency if that's the route baltimore went down it would be two years at 100 million fully guaranteed and then he could sign wherever he wanted for whatever the market says he's worth which that's not a bad deal yeah Yeah, mark the highest paid to your point would be the highest paid, but that's not a bad deal two-year 100 million dollar deal i mean hey guaranteed That's why Baltimore's <laughs> got to give him twenty uh, two hundred million guaranteed to make it worth his while to to sign that deal. One, that's my point. That's all I'm saying. I mean, guaranteed money. I'm not talking about full contract. We're talking yeah. guaranteed money. Guaranteed. And so, uh, guaranteed money, bro. So again, <laughs> two year deal worth a hundred million guaranteed money. That's probably one of the bigger deals. That's bigger than what Aaron Rodgers is getting. When in principle, when you really add it up in the end. That's a hundred million dollars guaranteed money in two years of play. That's not a signing bonus, but that's just that's yeah. guaranteed. That's not a signing, but it's just guaranteed. And that's not including a signing bonus you'll get in that third year from someone. Mm-hmm. That may be that two hundred million or more dollars, which means in three years he's made four hundred million dollars. No one would have ever been able to make that kind of money in the National Football League unless you're someone like, let's just say, uh, my guy Patrick Mahomey, which his money. Uh, over the ten-year span of five hundred, I think right at five hundred million dollars. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. In two years, was not was nowhere near that close to to mm-hmm. uh, being able to be had in three years. If he was to sit here and let's think about that, let's just hypothetically speak here. If he were to accept the franchise tag for two years, guaranteed one hundred million bucks, and he goes and balls out, and he gets to the mid to the latter part of his twenties, this game for mobile quarterbacks can last up to thirty-five or older especially the way the game is now to where you're capable of evolving into becoming a good pocket present quarterback. If you're one, that's really a mobile quarterback, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, those guys are extremists. Even sometimes Josh Allen, they can all can be extremists when it comes down to running the football. And then the short lived lifespan of a mobile quarterback can kind of set in because they are so mobile and they do aggressively run the football. But the game is not set up to where guys can, you know, be injured in a way that it was back in the day with me with running the ball too much and getting 3,000 yards was a big deal in the season. Where nowadays it's like it permits you to run, you know, mm-hmm. it, it allows you to be able to take some hits because, you know, the hits won't be as violent. So to get a two-year deal, $100 million guaranteed money with a chance to go somewhere else to get 160 because that number is just steady going to go up to $200 yeah. million dollars guaranteed, That's that could potentially be, hypothetically speaking, and just for the sake of conversation, dreaming for a moment. It's just you and I here, Kyle. No one else is listening. Yeah. 
that could arguably be almost $400 million, bro, in three years. Yeah, I said in three years, right? Yep. Three. Get One, it guaranteed. Two, yes, guaranteed. Guaranteed money. Unbelievable. So he's in the driver's seat. You know, stay healthy, continue to play the way he's been playing. I'm anxious to see how this thing unfolds. But uh, it's about that time they go ahead and give this guy his money because, uh, you know, he's well-deserving of it. And um, I think this game they have coming up, uh, it's, it's going to be a really good game. And um, to count him out, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. And um, he's going to get his money. They just better hurry up and come on before it gets too late. That's what I'll say. Because who they have coming up this weekend, Greg, remember? They got Buffalo. They, have, uh, they got Buffalo. They got Buffalo. In Buffalo. No, they're uh, at home, actually. In, they're in at home. Baltimore. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. They're gonna, they, they, that's going to be a tough game for Buffalo. That's going to mm-hmm. be a tough game because I think – this secondary falls right into the hands of what Lamar is capable of doing. Um, I think eight man, I mean, eight man fronts for Buffalo, you know, with this secondary not being as good as they were. Um, um, I I just think it's going to be another really good game for Lamar. I just think he's going to, I mean, I'm just, I'm just process. I'm kind of going in my space of a quarterback when I know this secondary is just not that good. Yeah. Um, touchdowns thrown to ran. Um, I think this is another three to four game touchdown combined for Lamar again, and the value is going to steadily go up. And um, you know, he's he setting himself up well. He's setting himself up so well to where it scares me almost. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. You know, you got, you know, you got Ronnie. I think you got the Pro Bowler and left tackle Ronnie Stanley, who's uh, he practiced you know, he's all had week this week practices, for the first time. You know, so he's really close to returning. Um, you know, he's a Pro Bowler, so you get him in. How much more effective will that be for Lamar? You know, um, and so you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces on this team you know, that are really, really close. Um, you know, you still – what's going to happen is you're going to have like a fourth-string player filling in uh, for Stanley if, if if he's not in. But, hey, that's what's been going on up until this point anyway. So It's been it going on for two years because Stanley's had back-to-back major mm-hmm. – I think he had a knee injury and an Achilles injury back-to-back. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's yes, been a couple yeah. years like that. Mm-hmm. Been a couple years like that, so I, I just say, um, just keep on pushing, keep on striving, keep on doing it. Let's go to work. He's gonna be all right. I'm liking it so far. I really am. I'm liking it so far. He's gonna get his money. I'm anxious to see this thing. I'm almost feel like I got paid. Yeah, he's gonna get his money. And uh, coming up after the Buffalo game, also they got the week after prime time Sunday night against the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, back to back, two big ones for Baltimore. And that and that's going to be a really good one. And I think that one they're playing in 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 Cincy, right? That one uh, week five in Baltimore, and then I think in like Baltimore three again. weeks later, and then it goes to the Giants. They got the Giants at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they got the next two games at home. Let me see here. They got their next two games. Yes, they got Buffalo at home, one o'clock game and a one twenty game uh, night game. I think that's probably a Sunday night game against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, on NBC, uh, that's going to be a really good game. And then they have the Giants on the road, and then they have Cleveland at home, Tampa on the road. Um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be 
it's just it's going to be really good. It's going to be interesting. And I mean, these are games that he he has total control in. Like he's not afraid of Buffalo. Uh, he's for sure not afraid of Cincinnati. Uh, the Giants they kind of they kind of on the borderline of having a chance to look good, play good, but look good, finish bad, not good. Cleveland, um, I like I like what they're doing. Tampa is going to be a tough one. New Orleans, Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati playoff. Uh, but he's he's positioned well to have a chance to really make a good run to get a big, big, big payday, you know, if he can continue this run and uh, stay healthy. Yeah, and we're gonna see what happens this week with the yep. with the Bills and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's roll through a couple of the games going up this weekend too. Uh, before we head on out for the weekend, start off. Yep. Cleveland is playing at Atlanta this week. You know, Atlanta. I mean, I don't know who they are, um, to be honest, when it comes to what's their identity. Uh, I think Cleveland has shown that, played good, solid defense, um, to being able to run the football uh, and, and allow Jacoby Brissett with being ahead of down the distance and dink and dunk. I thought he did a phenomenal job against the Steelers last week for doing that. And uh, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns in that one. We mentioned uh, Kirk Cousins a little bit while talking about Lamar. Vikings are playing the Saints this weekend. That's in London. So I'm out on the West Coast. That's 630 in the morning if I want to get up and watch some football. Uh, The Vikings are three-point favorites against the Saints. The three-point favorite against the Saints? I tell you what, you know, that's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings in this one. Uh, I think think their firepower and, and what they're able to do um, when it comes to the receiving core, the defense, I just think Jamin Winston, Jameis Winston turns the ball over too much. I think he sometimes forces it. I know Kamara and company. I know uh, Tyron Matthew in the secondary, you know, Jordan on the D-line. You know, there's a lot of good names on this football team, but when you turn over too much, I think you give your team an inability uh, to have an opportunity to win. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to ride with, Kirk Cousins and his, all this money that he's got. So I'm going Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Let me write Kirk down Cousins and his $200 million for one Brother, playoff win. Big time. <laughs> big bucks, no whammy, baby. Big bucks, no whammy. We got Jacksonville at Philadelphia this weekend. Oh, man. Ah, that's a good one. That's a going home part for the head coach, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Doug Peterson going back Doug to Philly. Peterson. Yeah, going back to Philly. Philly. Um, I tell you what, Jacksonville's playing really good football. Uh, I think their quarterback um, is 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 really playing lights out. I think they're playing inspired football across the board uh, when it comes down to playing. But I just think um, Fletcher Cox and company on that defense to – uh, Jalen Hurts and his receiving core, uh, they've really been playing some really good football. And it's hard to go on the road to play in Philadelphia when this fan base is really chanting for their quarterback, MVP, MVP. <laughs> Truly right now, Lamar, uh, Lamar, um, Jalen Hurts is really playing some really, 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 really nice, clean I'll go out and say it's sexy football right now when it comes down to how he's throwing the football on the field. 
uh, the runs that he makes and and when he does it, you know, it's really nice, you know, um, and it becomes it makes me giggy inside and really, you know, excited inside because he's doing it with such authority right now. And, and, and when I say that the style of football that they're playing is, is really good, it's like he's a mobile quarterback, but he's as effective throwing it, you know, and he's doing it consistently and his guys are playing for him right now. So I'm really liking what I'm seeing um, out of them. And, and, you know, sometimes some stuff just looks so good with how teams play. It just looks, it's just really, it's really nice, you know? And, and I think you can dive into it to say that it's, 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 it's got the right curves on it, right? It's walking in the right heels, it's got the right hair, got the nice blouse on it it's really looking really nice when it comes down to how philadelphia is playing on both sides of the football coaching the confidence is across the board perfect i can't say enough about philly to be honest with you i cannot say enough about philly um they arguably is playing the best football overall even though i gave it to buffalo last week we see where they've fallen off in all fairness um but this team is steady right now. And in and, and Philadelphia, the way they play football up there, when it comes down to being tough and rugged, the energy of Jalen Hurts, I think, is really the piece to this puzzle and the key to this ignition that's really lighting a fire under everyone around him. And, and that's all they talk about is his leadership and how he's been in the locker room. When they're winning games, they always he's always pointing out they left some stuff on the table. You know, there's still food to eat. You know, that 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 that's what you rarely hear from your quarterback when it comes down to breaking the team down in the locker room after a win, which is enough is still not enough because if we're trying to get where we're going, we got to play much better and hats off to number one and Jalen hurts and how he's getting it done, bro. Good football. Great football. I'm going to Philadelphia. It, it lights out. Lights out. I'll shout out Trevor Lawrence on the Jaguars side. He won offensive player of the week this last week. It's the first time since David Garrard in 2010 that a Jaguar nice. won offensive player of the week. So he he had a big old game. That's huge. And you got to compliment him too because he had it tough over the last year, man. It's, I mean, Urban Meyer, uh, he didn't serve himself in his legacy and what he's been able to do, whether it's coming from Florida to going to Ohio State. uh, When it comes to being a football coach, you know, he didn't didn't do himself any justice, nor did he do Trevor Lawrence any justice or that team. But I think right now, uh, Doug Peterson is really, 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 really getting the most out of their young man. Being one of the most winningest quarterbacks in, in, in the state of Jordan's history uh, and, and to see him back to winning ways and his confidence is back and his swag is back. You know, he's playing that type of football too right now. But I just think defensively, they match up well of what they're trying to do in Jacksonville. I think that's going to be too much for him. And I think offensively, uh, I don't think that defense has enough to stop them. I'm going with Philly. We got Washington at Dallas this week. Cooper Rush trying to win his third game in a row, and he's actually favored once again to to get three straight wins for the Cowboys. Well, I mean, you know, Carson Wentz has been on his back uh, a lot, tied with uh, Joe Burrow with 15 sacks so far up until this point, which leads the National Football League when it comes to hits on the quarterback. Um, I'm going to actually sit up here and go, it's it's the Minnesota Vikings. Who is it? Minnesota and, and, and Dallas Cup. I'm going with Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is really in the rhythm uh, right now. And uh, while they're saying it's not a QB controversy controversy because of what 
Dak Pres Dak Prescott has been able to get for as his contract is concerned. Mm-hmm. If this was a contract year and there was an injury, the way right now Cooper Rush is playing, because he's really <laughs> playing some really good football to be an undrafted quarterback right now in this system. And uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. <clears throat> yeah, for for people who are trying to buy into Jerry Jones's quarterback controversy situation, there there is no realistic scenario where the Cowboys can at move all. off of Dak Prescott for the next two at seasons. All. At all, at all. But but you can argue that the way he's playing in comparison to the way Dak has played played over time, even though it's just a small sample size, it still looks extremely clean and really good. It's sexy too. The way he's playing is really good. Coming off the bench having to play in, in this situation is causing Dak Prescott to try to come back sooner. You see it in the paper, right? I got to hurry up to get back. The dude's trying to take my mojo, <laughs> right? So, I, I, But I'm going with Dallas because I like their – that's a healthy situation for a football team to have your starter be your guy. And when I say be your guy, meaning the contract indicates it, but yet you have someone on the back on the, in the second spot that can actually come in and keep the chains moving. And, and that's what you hope if – Tua Tagovailoa is not playing in Teddy Bridgewater. We saw how he played when he had to fill in this past week. You don't want those. You want to be able to complete the pass, keep the change moving to where if Tua doesn't come back, he can. I think you have that in Dallas with Cooper Cup being able to fulfill that void if need be continuously throughout the season to get it done for Dallas. I'm going with the Cowboys. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Jets this week. What do you think? Uh, without going any further, bro. I'm going to Pittsburgh this week. I'm going with Pittsburgh. I can't go with the Jets and go walk into the city dealing with these people. And they see, hey, I'm going with the Jets, even though I'm not going with them at all. It's not even a thing of, well, you're just saying that because you're coming to Pittsburgh. Now, I've been riding with Pittsburgh every week. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm getting a chance to go back this week. I'm getting a chance to see Mr. Rooney and the, and the company and the crew. And I got security there that's going to be there with me that, that, that's been dealing with me for years that are still there in Pittsburgh. I want these people to make sure I'm real good and secure. You know, because these people can act a plump fool up there in Pittsburgh when they want to. So, you know, what do you think I'm going to pick here? Like, come on. Is there any analysis you need from me? But I'll say this. The inability to run the football in Pittsburgh is something that needs to be corrected. Um, The inability to get to the quarterback, for obvious reasons, T.J. Watt is not there. They've only had two sacks over the last two weeks. And I think both those sacks actually happened in this last game against the Cleveland Browns. If they don't get that fixed, as well as when Mitch Trubisky plays the game, there's been times where he stepped up in the pocket, take off and go. I'm going in coaching mode right now because I wasn't coaching my day. <laughs> you got to go. Don't wait to see who comes open. The heck with so who's open. You'll get them later. But let's just keep the change moving, right? I'm saying it like I'm on a team. Keep the change moving. I'm having a, I'm having a talk with the fan base here. And people, <laughs> let's keep the change moving. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. The clock is ticking. Let's go. We have time to process this thing. Let's go. I'm going with the Steelers against the Jets. All right. We got Titans at the Colts this week. Division matchup. The teams that most of us think we're going to be at the top of the division. Obviously, the Jaguars there right now. What do you think? You know, we we, we saw this this team play really hard against a high-powered offense in the Kansas City Chiefs this past uh, uh, week there in Indy. Um, It came down to Matt Ryan making a clutch throw in the end to put them up ahead to actually win that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. You see Patrick Mahomes, an offensive coordinator, Eric Benemy, kind of going back and forth for figuring out, you know, what can they do? What could have they done? 
to to going when going in half to either throw a hail mary pass, try to make something happen, or sit on it. And you know, the latter was excuse me what took place. And, and I think you saw the, the the going back and forth, the bickering. That being said, that was stopping the passing game. We know what Tennessee is. Tennessee is a running football team first. Ryan Tannehill, yes, he's capable of making some good throws. And this is a division game, so there's a lot on it. Um, this is an offensive-minded offensive, offensive guy uh, versus a defensive-minded guy at the head coaching position. I'm going with Mike Vrabel in the interior of this team, being able to play on both sides of the football. It's going to come down to, I think, can Tannehill not turn the football over? Mm-hmm. You know, if he can hold on to the football and not turn it over, get Chris Henry in the back, a dose of what it is he needs, which is the pill, right? Um, that's the football, that is, when I say the pill. Yes. Yeah. And be able to get downhill, I think, impose their will on this team. I think they'll have a chance to go on the road and get a good win. So I'm going with Mike Vrabel and his ability uh, to be physical in the trenches in comparison to what Indy's capable of doing because that falls into their hands as far as them being able to try to throw the football down the field. You saw them play really good against that. Run the football, keep Matty Ice iced on the sideline. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. How about the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders this Woo! weekend? Well, this Raiders team is pretty bad right now. Lost three straight this year, bro. Only uh, team. Only team in only the league. Team. Yeah, and everybody's been talking about this Derek Carr and Devontae Adams love affair. Huh? How's that worked out so far? Um, whoo, man, this Broncos, uh, you know, on an average is 31st in the National Football League um, when it comes down to just their ability to do anything, uh, points per game. They're dead last in the National Football well, second to last, dead last in the National mm-hmm. Football League when it comes down to it, and Defense is giving up on an average 12 points a game um, in Denver. Um, I think if they were to find the recipe on offense, and this is just my opinion, to run the football, as I said about Tennessee, because we saw when they ran the football coming deep out of the territory, they ran the ball when they start trying to become creative with throwing this thing, it's not working. But run the football, play action pass, get the guys open by causing guys to come up. Defense keep being stingy. You know, I think they hold this Raiders football team, even though Derek Carr is not afraid of them, but they still 0-3 right now. They still try to figure out this offense with Josh McDaniel. I'm going with Dangerous and uh, the Broncos. All right. And we got, finally, the Chiefs Uh and the Bucks Sunday night in Tampa. Fortunately, Tampa didn't get the brunt of that storm. The people just south of them in Fort Myers are obviously devastated by the storm. Uh, what do you make about yeah. Chiefs and Bucks on Sunday night? I'm not going against Tom Brady at home. <clears throat> I'm just not going to do it. Um, I just think this Chiefs team is trying to figure themselves out. Uh, I think defensively, they're really stingy and very aggressive when it comes to being able to hit you in the mouth. Uh, Kansas City just hadn't figured it out yet. I think losing Tariq Hill really hurt them because now the attention is really one-on-one, if if you want to really say that. Uh, When it comes down to matchups in the secondary in these receivers, um, I think Tom Brady prevails in this one. Uh, I'm going with Tom Brady in that that defense uh, and how they play. I think 
Leonard Fournette gets off this week. I know they're struggling up front when it comes to health and having continuity, um, but I'm going with Tom Brady. You're not going to find me betting against Patrick Mahomes. My man. I, I, I got That's my I guy. Gotta... Now, that's my guy, too. That's my guy, too, now. I yeah. like him. That's my that's Patrick Mahomey. I picked him to do well in the EFC, especially in that division. But I just don't see them beating my man Tommy. You know, I, I know what you cool. mean, but I got I got one football jersey back there, and it's a Patrick Mahomes jersey. That's that's the only one I will buy. That's the one nepotism. I will wear. They call it nepotism. That's what they call it. <laughs> I know it applies to your kids, but since you have a jersey, I'm gonna throw that in there for you. That's what they call that. So yeah, I know. You know I that's know. a bias. It's a bias. It's okay. It doesn't. Make it's hard. It doesn't make I know the Bucks are favored. I know the Bucks are who they are. It's just so hard to bet against the best quarterback in the NFL and the greatest offensive coach I've ever seen. Kansas, Kansas City is not who we thought they were, and we let them <laughs> off the hook. Is that what they say? Uh, is that what they say? On. I mean, they, That's they weren't exactly awful. They they, they they lost to the Colts. I know, but like they weren't awful. They weren't good either, bro. I mean, come on, forget about it. I mean, this this this. <laughs> You know, we know Tampa had a really tough part game in this last game that they played in. Tampa played against um in this last uh against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, Green Bay got out on them fast and it came down to a two point conversion, uh, but got a penalty because of delay of game and put them further out, which they were about to hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette. And, of course, when guys pull off, it looks as if, man, if he'd have had it, he probably would have scored and got a two-point conversion. We're going to overtime. That's how close it is when it comes down to it. And I just say that uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to to, to, to fix their woes that fast. Eric Benham is my brother. I love him to death. He knows it. But I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with old Tommy, you know, the Brady Bunch. I get the Brady, it. I think I, the Brady Bunch goes out and they get it done. And I know you got that jersey in your room somewhere. I'm pointing over there where you say you have it. Over there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, but uh, forget about it, as they say on the East Coast, up Northeast. Forget about it. No, it's, it's going to it's going to Tampa, Tom. I guess I'm I'm gonna roll with Mahomes until the wheels fall off. I guess that's Let's just that's it. my problem at this point. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I got you, brother. You're not wrong. I got you. This has been another episode of On the Edge with Slash. Thanks again, yep. Cordell. We'll we'll check in again after Week Four. How's that sound? Yes, sir. Talk to you soon, Kyle.